Happy Monday! What's going on, people? Uh, welcome to another episode of The Vile Files. I'm Nick, feeling like mixing it up and just saying hi differently. How are you doing, Chrissy? I'm great! Yeah, um, I don't know, man, you know? Like, hey, listen, if they say, if you're, if you're not changing and growing, you're getting stale and dying, so... I mean, there it is. That, that's what we're doing here. That's it. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for tuning in. As always, uh, we got a great uh, episode lined up for you. Um, some really fun callers. And quite honestly, I, I think I, uh, I'm an absolute rock star with my answers today. You are. So, uh, Your whipped cream is the best. Yeah, there you go. Say no more. <laughs> Say no more. Um, but before we get into this episode, I do want to uh, let you guys know and inform you that unfortunately, Garrett and Becca will not be on uh, this week's episode of The Vile Files. And um, I knew that might be a possibility, but I wanted to uh, explain why um, that that didn't happen. Ultimately, uh, Garrett decided not to. Uh, just, just give some context. Uh, again, I, I appreciate Garrett uh, getting back to me after I was critical uh, of, of his post on his Instagram. I reached out to him on the Vile Files uh, Instagram and, and offered him an opportunity to come on the Vile Files. And he got back to me pretty quickly and said he was open to it. And he, he wanted to know what some questions I had. And I said, you know what, maybe it makes sense for us to jump on a call and, and see if it makes sense for us to do. Because I also wanted, in fairness to him, set some expectations of what I wanted the conversation to be about. Um, we were in agreement that neither of us wanted to have some sort of argument over a podcast. I didn't think that was going to be productive. Ultimately, as um, you know, the host of the show, I want all our conversations to be productive and empowering. And, and I don't mind tension on the show, but I also wanted to have direction, you know, like, yeah. Having different points of view and then having that conversation ending by simply just saying, will we agree to disagree? I didn't think is is productive. And so, and, and Garrett was on the same page there. So uh, Garrett gave me a call and, and Becca was on that call as well. And it was a, it was a good conversation. And, um, uh, you know, I, I was hoping, I said to them, listen, uh, I want to address, you know, my criticism of, of Garrett's post and then have a conversation about that. Um, but I also, it'd be fun to have Garrett and Becca on and talk about, you know, uh, as a couple having different beliefs, um, whether it's political or, or whatnot. Uh, I think that happens a lot in, in the, our world today. And, and, um, I, I said that w could be potentially great. And they were open to that. Uh, as far as, um, the stuff I wanted to talk about with Garrett, um, you know, I, I started off by saying, listen, I want to make it clear that, um, I'm very thankful of the police. Uh, you're not, that's not a discussion I think we need to have in terms of our appreciation for law enforcement. Obviously, there's a lot going on in our world today. Um, there's a lot of information and uh, a lot of opinions about police right now, but there are a lot of wonderful police officers. Uh, my, brother, my brother, as I mentioned, um, so that's not a discussion I felt like we needed to have. So I didn't want him to come on and, and, and him have to be like the uh, person who uh, was um, stumping for, for police officers, men and women, and I was the person who was, you know, stumping for um, minorities and, and Black Lives Matter. Because to me, that wasn't the argument, right? The right. As I explained to Garrett, 
And at that point, I hadn't listened to Rachel's and Becca's podcast, which I recommend people do. Uh, I think it was really great. I think Rachel was wonderful and she made a lot of great points, but uh, Becca kind of mentioned some of the things they talked about. And I said, Garrett, I wanted to, you know, um, to me, it's more about the optics of it all, right? Yeah. As Rachel did point out on our podcast, and I didn't know this at the time, but I said to him, like, listen, Garrett, the reality is, is that... Um, You've been under fire in the past by some of the things that you liked and, and, and posted. I don't know if you posted, but liked. And that was offensive to some people, right? Um, and I said to him, you know, you've talked a lot about growth. You've talked a lot about how you've learned. Um, and I don't know you that well, but I'd like to, you know, I'd like to have a discussion about that. Because the optics look like that you say you've learned, you've done this internal thinking, and yet your first real opportunity to show that to your audience, uh, it seemed to miss the mark. And I said, imagine a person of color a few years ago uh, who, uh, when this came out about some of your things that you liked on Instagram that some people thought offensive. Imagine maybe that person you didn't meet or didn't talk to you and didn't even reach out to you said, you know what, I'm going to give Garrett the benefit of the doubt. I've, hey, I see as a person of color, I see a lot of white people say and do offensive things and they're all, they'll attack each other for it. But like, you know what, I'm going to give the guy a benefit of the doubt. Uh, and, and they're still following you. And, you know, for the most part, you're just kind of, you have your very non-offensive posts, you know, very kind of like I, you know, whatever you're into and they like to follow you, Garrett. And then this happens, right? And to to that person of color, it's just like, wait, I was waiting for this growth. I was waiting for an opportunity to show this and you didn't. Because yeah. on, a, on a day where everyone's just posting this black box because everyone else is doing it and they're like, I don't know, should I do it? Should we do it? Like everyone else is doing it. And they have a variety of different captions and hashtags. And I ended up deleting it twice because I was putting in hashtags and people would be like, I actually, you're like the, the hashtags aren't helping. So like just delete it. And I was like, okay. But Garrett had a caption that, you know, had a black heart and then he had fists of all different colors, which from an emoji standpoint, that says all lives matter. So you have a black box that says all lives matter in your caption via emojis. I don't know how else to interpret that. And then the very next day you have a post of a black box with a blue line through it. And I've never seen that before, but apparently that specific image, uh, symbolizes blue lives matter, which again, the whole idea of coming up with the idea of having to say blue lives matter, uh, is counterintuitive. Like it's, it's, it goes against, um, again, I think we don't need to keep discussing this aspect, but like, and it's nice to see it become more mainstream is that black people just want to know their lives matter. Yeah. That's it. They feel like it doesn't. They're not saying, like you know. A page written with right? that post too. The next, yeah, and there you go. And then the next day, instead of like the emojis he put on the black box uh, the day before, he goes on to just put all this effort into yeah. explaining why he we want to support the police. And, and so again, there's nothing wrong with wanting to support the police, but it's just the optics of, it seemed like you were very resistant by saying to say Black Lives Matter. It felt like you you still wanted to indirectly via an emoji say All Lives Matter, which again it shows that you're missing the mark. Uh, and then you wanted to create a whole different discussion around cops and police officers in a time where we're trying to put the focus on a group of people, a race that have been, uh, you know, made to feel like in a lot of cases their lives don't matter. And so I said, I wanted to have a conversation about that. And uh, again, it was a very nice conversation. It was very, 
monotone, if you will. Like, it, again, it was very respectful on both sides. And so I said, like, th these are the things I want to ask you about. So I want to give you a heads up. I don't want this to be kind of gotcha stuff. Um, you know, I'm, I, I want this to be a productive conversation. I'm not trying to make you look bad or anything. I, I really want this to be productive. So think about it and, and get back to me. And um, about 45 minutes later, he sent me a, a text message and, and um, I'll paraphrase, but uh, like, I mean, I respect it. Ultimately, he's like, hey, listen, after thinking about our conversation, I don't think I'm ready. Um, he mentioned that he has some more um, thinking and processing and kind of self-reflection to do. And I respect that. Um, I know, um, you know, some, there might be people listening who say, uh, well, that just shows he hasn't learned, and, and, but at least he's owning that, you know? Um, and I'm sure there might, again, there might be people saying, well, Garrett didn't say anything wrong. I mean, again, just go back and listen to uh, Rachel's and Becca's episodes on the happy hour. Um, I think Rachel did an excellent job of, of kind of articulating um, all those points of view that I don't need to spend time trying to articulate. But um yeah. So listen, he's not there yet. It, he, he felt like that conversation based on the talk we had, that it wouldn't be as productive as we hoped. And I respect him for, um, for doing that. Right. Because I think he was feeling really defensive. He wanted an opportunity to, to, uh, to talk, but maybe realize that he wasn't ready yet. And I think while not a perfect answer, it's, uh, a step in the right direction. Uh, we have to be able to constantly reassess um our points of view and, and how on whether they're helpful or hurtful to to the people around us and and so i respect garrett for for actually declining based off the conversation that we had yeah. so uh no hard feelings he's always open maybe will this will happen in the future uh i will say um i uh I, uh, I text Garrett actually last night. I haven't heard from him, but I watched the 13th on Netflix. And for those of you who haven't seen it, I, it's something I highly recommend you guys watch. It's a documentary. It's called the 13th. It's on Netflix. I thought I found it really informative and really insightful and enlightening. Uh, it's very relative to the times that we're in. And I just text Garrett, Hey, listen, if you're open to me recommending content, I highly recommend you watch this. So give it a shot. I have not heard from him. He didn't respond to that, but again, it's only been a day and he doesn't necessarily have to respond um, to, to tell me that he's watching it, but, uh, I hope he's uh, open to learning. And again, I highly recommend you guys listening to, to, uh, watch it. I, I found it really good. And I do want to say when you do watch it, you know, watch it with an open mind, open, you know, open mind, open heart. I keep saying that, but, um, I'm trying my best to especially talk about these issues that are going on, um, in our world without immediately politicizing them. I know that's hard to do right now. I know everything that we're talking about, uh, people are trying to attach a political affiliation to it. And that's, again, at the end of the day, you're going to have to do that. But I want to say that like, I think too much in our world today, and I do this, um, I've done this, and I'm, I'm, I challenge myself to continue not to do that, is too much in our world today, uh, we consume the information that we want to consume based off of how we vote. And in reality, what we need to do is we need to consume information so that we can determine how we vote. And what, you know, I hope that makes sense because yeah, right now, all the things that we like, we seem so resistant on, on 
you know, what are we going to read? What are we going to, and there's a lot of biased stuff out there, right? And we sometimes are very closed off to learning because we think that it's going to challenge our way of thinking. It's going to challenge how we might vote. And I, I want people when it comes to these issues to try to set how we vote aside, digest information, try to get it from all angles, right? Try to make it as unbiased as possible and then assess how you do things. Because I think that's the only way in our world we're going to actually get progress with anything is to be open to learning and not be closed off because we're afraid it's going to determine that. So again, I'm not telling you what, who, how, what to vote for, how to align yourself for, but I speak passionately about this because I relate a lot uh, to even to Garrett, right? We're very, I'm clearly very different people. I, I don't know the guy that well, but I make, it's safe to say we have a lot of differences. Um, but there's similarities in terms of, I haven't always thought this way. Uh, a lot of arguments that Garrett has made, that was me 10 or 15 years ago. Uh, I was very closed off uh, and very ignorant to certain things. And again, I'm always someone who's like, I would never have considered myself racist or racially insensitive. Uh, I've had the opportunity to, to have some diversity in my life at an early age, certainly not enough. But when it came to certain issues, I immediately was still like, I, I stopped... Uh, I, I only considered my point of view. It was like, yeah, I mean, I'm not like, I, but like, it, it was just easy to make excuses. Well, if they just did that, if they just did this, like, why don't they do that? It was, just, um, and I, I, I only saw the world through my very narrow lens. And, and um, I've been like that. I, I encourage you to not do that. I've, uh, in the past, would, would be resistant to learning about information. If deep down I thought to myself, it might stop me from, it, it might change how I think and change how I, uh, I vote, you know? So I hope that makes sense. I, I hope that as you, not only if you watch the 13th or if you digest other information or listen to this podcast or listen to other things, um, be open to learning and then reassess. Um, I think that's the best we can go about doing things. So um, that is why Garrett's not on. And again, uh, I respect him for at least uh, being honest with his assessment. And, and, and maybe this will happen in the future. Uh, and other than that, I, uh, I hope you guys really enjoy this episode. It's another great episode of, of Ask Nick. We appreciate the people calling in and sharing their vulnerability and learning. And hopefully, and hopefully other people are learning along the way. Don't forget to send your questions at asknickacastmedia.com, cast with a K. Uh, always need your questions to keep this show going. And if there's anything else, Chrissy, uh, I think we uh, just get right to it. I think you did it. All right. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. I've always been on a mission to have amazing skin. I mean, I'm just going to be totally frank because I'm vain. And yeah, I mean... Uh, I'm always looking for uh, the best quality lotions, uh, face cleansers, exfoliating rubs. And I got to say, I've been using Lumen recently. I'm loving it. Also, aesthetically, it looks pleasing in my bathroom when I hang it on my shelf because they have these, uh, I don't know, it comes in these totally dope uh, masculine packaging. All their products are formulated specifically for men, which I think is important because, you know, our faces are different than uh, people who aren't men. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, they use top notch ingredients like charcoal, green tea extract, and vitamin C. I, I, I've recently learned that the vitamin C element directly on uh, uh, facial products is important. And I've really, really? that's something, yeah. And I've been really, I've been really into that lately. And uh, Lumen Skin has that going for them. Even if you have no idea where to begin, Lumen makes it so easy 
to find the right skin management for you. And if you're uh, a woman out there listening and your guy uh, needs to uh, take better care of their skin, uh, yeah. make it easy for him. Get it for him. I, I promise you he'll be appreciative of it. Um, Thomas' face is looking a little bit rough, you know? It's like, hey, babe, come on. Lotion up with me. You deserve to look and feel your best. And here's where you get to start. Go to lumenskin.com slash V-I-A-L-L to get a one-month free trial of everything you need to start your skin journey at home. That's lumenskin.com slash V-I-A-L-L to get your first month free or the man in your life. So lumenskin.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Uh, I listen, I've said this all the time, people, and I'm sure you can relate that uh, when I was a kid, one of my favorite times was when my parents... Uh, and their siblings would get together and talk about stories from when they were a kid. And uh, StoryWorth is making that uh, uh, more possible than ever before uh, to actually document it. Uh, it's a fun and easy way for the people in your life, specifically your dad, because Father Day, Father's Day is coming up, with weekly email story prompts, questions you've never thought to ask. And at the end of the year, your dad will get his story bound in a beautiful hardcover book. Strengthen your family bonds and grow closer with your dad with every new story. And honestly, it's fun for you. It's something you guys can have for the years to come. You can crack it open during Thanksgiving and Christmas. Be like, oh, it, those stories never get old. I ne they never get old for me. Uh, we really enjoy doing it. It's hassle-free. You can uh, email your loved one's StoryWorth subscriptions directly to them so they can access and activate their account at any time. Not only did I get it from my father, but my brothers, uh, they have kids and uh, they have young kids. It's never too early to start uh, documenting those stories about your family. No, I think it's fun. I have sisters and they have families. And I think it'd be really fun for them to like get these questions and to bind these books up so that when their kids grow up, they can go back and look and see what's going on. Give your dad the most meaningful gift this year with StoryWorth. Get started right away without the need for shipping by going to storyworth.com slash V-I-A-L-L. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash V-I-A-L-L for $10 off. Question time with Nick. Let's ask Nick your sexy questions. How's it going? It's going good. How are you? I'm good. What's your name? It's uh, Sarah, and I'm 25. Nice to meet you, Sarah. 25. How can I help? Uh, so basically, like with everything going on, like with the you know political climate and uh, with George Floyd's murder and stuff, obviously it's like a conversation that like people are having in their like relationships and friendships. And I've like ha been having a really like hard time. Like I'm losing friends and my relationship is kind of always been strained. Um, I'm like a lot more like liberal than my boyfriend. He's more conservative. He was raised conservative. Um, and it never really was an issue. Um, like we've, we've been together for two years. I've known him for like eight. Um, so it never really was an issue as far as like we disagree on like main points that would be like deal breakers. Um, yeah. But, and he's been really open, like within the first year, he said um, that his ex, uh, apparently he refused to go to her aunt's wedding because she was getting married to a woman. And um, he said that that was like eight years ago. And since then he's realized that that's completely wrong and he's changed his, you know, viewpoints on that and stuff um okay. but as far as like um his family like since we've been dating oh, like you know almost two years now i'm obviously friends with them all on social media and it's been kind of like a huge battle of them like just commenting really like disrespectful things on my posts and like i try to not let it affect our relationship but 
And when I do bring it up, he's more, you know, he's really supportive. Um, but it like, obviously, you know, it got to a point where I like blocked them basically on social media. Um, and it didn't really upset him, but he was just kind of like, um, like I'm really close to my family. Like we talk like every other day. Um, so like, how is this going to work in the future? Um, so it's kind of just been that conversation, I guess that I'm struggling with of like, if you could be in a relationship with somebody who like, maybe their views are different than yours and their families are definitely like different than yours. So what are we talking here? I mean, I also, I understand, um, we talked about this a little bit on uh, my episode with with Tyler. I think it's important right now to focus on. I understand politics play a role, but things get politicized far too quickly. Um, and so when you say you're more liberal and he's more conservative, um, I get that. I'm not pretending that's not a reality, but like this really this current discussion in our climate needs it to be a discussion about right and wrong about humanity you know um you talked about like gay marriage i understand there's very much a political side to things but uh more and more people even conservatives a lot of like people who are conservatives and the truth is there might have been a time in my life where i i'm i know i didn't always support gay marriage in my life you know like when i was in my earlier life and that's just a lot of ignorance on my part you know and I'm thankful that has that has changed, and that includes my, my entire family, right? Um, uh, so when things get discussed like this, and then we're going through this kind of awakening, um, that the goal is to not have these things be so divisive, especially when it comes to politics. Because again, like, sure, there's probably a lot of people out there who still think gay marriage is wrong, and they will revert to their politics or religion to just justify their beliefs, but. <clears throat> The good news when it comes to, like, say, gay marriage is, like, it's become more mainstream and supported by all parties. And I think that's the goal here when it comes to, you know, racism, you know? Uh, Yeah. Black lives matter. Shouldn't be politicized. Black lives matter. That's it. They matter. Yeah. There's really no argument. There's no, like, and people will want to make it an argument and they want to politicize it and, and weirdly have a discussion. Um. So I want to, so I guess my, my follow-up question is, where are we at? Like, what are we talking here? Are we, is it just like ignorance on their part where they're just kind of saying silly things or are they commenting like overt racist shit on your social media accounts? Like what, no, what, what, not, what's, um, a, what's the spectrum here? I mean, you know. Without like how, trying to get like too specific, cause I feel like they listen to you probably. Um, it's just like more so is like, I kind of do my own thing on social, <clears throat> excuse me, on social media. Like I'm just like very like open, like advocating, you know, for anybody, it doesn't like matter just mm-hmm. obviously right now with that going on, it's, you know, black lives matter and stuff. And they will just like make it political. Like I could post something that has nothing to do with like my political beliefs. It's like you said, like right and wrong type stuff. And they will straight up post like hashtag Trump 2020, like hashtag, like his sister literally commented hashtag make liberals cry like on one of my posts it's like straight up just like have nothing to do with what i'm saying and it's like disrespectful it's like bullying like that yeah no that's that's not okay and again i'm not yeah i'm not telling anyone to uh, vote any party um yeah but regardless of your political beliefs yes when you are quick to comment on social media and i don't care if it's the left or the right um, and you immediately politi- politi- politicize 
a social discussion, a, a discussion about right and wrong or humanity, you're not helping the problem. I don't think there's anything wrong with you blocking them, you know? And if okay. they want to ask why you blocked, it said, listen, like, because you're not being productive. You're not listening to me. And the first thing you do is politicize my message that I'm trying to get across on my page. Yeah. You know, and I, I feel like I'm being bullied. And if you want to have a discussion with me, I'm open to having a discussion. And I'd like to have a discussion about the topic. And I'd like to like take politics out of it. So as far as your family goes or your boyfriend's family, um, you got to have to decide, like, can you have these discussions? I mean, the important thing is it sounds like your your boyfriend has made a lot of progress and that's good. And that's the important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I'm not saying you should break up with your boyfriend just because uh, his sister is super ignorant and she'll never come around. I mean, I yeah. have my own sister. I'm not talking, I'm not, I'm not talking about politics, but like, Forgetting about these current issues, there's topics I, my sister, I'm just like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, like, I'm just like, uh, I'm not going to agree with her on everything. Uh, Yeah. And luckily, like, they don't live here. So, I mean, that's a plus. And, but I basically like sat down with my boyfriend, like had that conversation where I was just like, I am not like, you know, I don't have to be best friends with your mom. I don't have to be best friends with your sister. Like, that's fine. Like, if we can respect each other and what they were doing, like, wasn't really respecting me, like you know, then that's fine. We don't have to be best friends. And he kind of just agreed. And he, he just is very, very, very neutral on the situation. Are, uh, like, are, he's like, whatever you want to do. They, do they identify, does, does his family identify themselves as religious? No, they don't. No. Okay. Interesting. No, he, he, he said, yeah, we've had conversations about it. It is kind of weird, but he, uh, I think both of our families kind of just like try to do the whole like church thing. And actually both of our families just like it was, realized it wasn't for them and there was a lot of problematic okay, things. That's that's totally fine. So their ignorance or yeah. bigotry just comes from a place of what? Hate or like <laughs> It's just I don't I honestly just don't know and I that's the thing that I can't talk to my boyfriend about because he it's weird because when me and him sit down and talk about things like we're always on the same page and like I will see that he he does like, you know, agree like the same way like morally with issues and stuff but then was what i was seeing before i like blocked his family was that he was like kind of liking like certain like posts that they were posting um some were just like very like you know anti-immigrant type stuff and then i'd like bring it up to him and be like oh that's weird like we've had conversations about this and you are usually on the same page like it kind of made me feel like he was like kind of changing his stance based on who he was talking to so, I mean, that's kind of still a touchy subject because I kind of like brought, if I, br- like, if I bring up that I had blocked them because of what they were saying on my post, he can totally like, he gets that. And it's like, yeah, if they're, you know, basically harassing you, like block them, I have your back. But if I talk to him about like the issues that they post that I have issues with, like the content, he just is kind of like, I can't like disagree with them kind of. And he'll be like, yeah, they post some questionable stuff, but like, I don't think that means they're ignorant. And I'm like, I, I mean, one time in an argument, I was literally just like, I think your family is ignorant. Like, well, I sorry. mean, it doesn't sound like that's up for a debate. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> and it, I, yeah, I'm not here to cover every issue. I mean, even like, I don't, I don't fully understand all the nuances of immigration policy. Right. Um, yeah. and like most things in life, I don't think if you, I don't think you're a racist or, you know, because you are, saying, okay, th- I understand this, but I don't understand that, you know, about yeah. certain things. At the same time, 
you know, you can reveal yourself to be pretty ignorant and maybe even racist by talking about immigration, depending on what you have to say about it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, especially if your general stand says, I don't want anyone who comes into this country who doesn't look like me, that would be truly yeah. ignorant and racist. And if you mask that by just saying, well, I don't care what they look like, but like as long as, you know. Yeah. You know. Just a, as an example, the first time I met his family, we were at dinner and they were talking about how they had just moved states and they moved from this state to this state. And when talking about the state that they moved from, um, they said that everything was great about it. They would totally recommend someone move there, except for that there was too many Mexicans. And I mean, that's, I come from that's racist. Yeah. There's yeah. No, and half there's of no, my family. Yeah. Half that's my just family, racist. Yeah. It's racist no matter you know how you look at it. And then I actually, which she didn't know, um, come from a Mexican background. Yeah. Um, so it was just kind of like a that is oh shit. <laughs> that is like, over okay. that, that is aggressive racism. And yeah. if they can't understand just, that, yeah. that's that's a big that's a um yeah so and i brought that up to my boyfriend and he just is like you know i mean that's he he just kind of tried to make an excuse for it that i was well like, at some no, point no excuse yeah. for it. at some point you are gonna have to make a decision because there's one thing with uh i i don't think you have to believe everything about certainly politics religion to be in a successful relationship but yeah, there comes a certain point where you're just like, I need to be able to respect the person I'm with. And yeah. I know it's tough with family, but if uh, if I were dating someone whose family said that and they took an ounce to try to defend it or dismiss it, I would I, I would have a hard time respecting them. Hey, did you know your phone is dirtier than your toilet? And by dirtier, I mean 10 times dirtier. That's disgusting. So gross. It is like, mean, so gross to think about. I, I have my phone on me all the time. I don't doubt it. And knowing that I'm basically like holding my toilet seat throughout the day really grosses me out. Um, so I'm actually fascinated by this new friend of show, Home Medics. Now, I've heard, I, I, I know Home Medics is a fantastic company. They put out great products, a UV clean portable sanitizer for your phone. It cleans yeah. up to 99% of bacteria and viruses. Uh, at the DNA level, using no harmful chemicals or liquids, it's pretty fascinating. And uh, with Home Medics, it uh, it's it's doing it in one minute, where other competing brands is doing it in ten minutes. This technology is quite fascinating. Uh, I mean, it makes you feel better from like going to the grocery store. I went to the grocery store, came home, plugged it in, and put it in there. That's incredible. And make sure you go with Home Medics, a company that you can trust, who has been uh, in business over thirty years and has an A plus. Better Business Bureau rating. That's very important, especially when you're you're looking into products about you know making sure that they work and they're making claims like we kill uh, bacteria and viruses. But this is fascinating, and make sure you're not basically uh, holding your toilet seat all day long. <laughs> right now, Viofile listeners can get 15% off the purchase of two UV clean phone sanitizers. Father's Day is right around the corner, so get one for you and for your dad. That's G E T U V C L E. A-N.com and use promo code V-I-A-L-L. -L. Don't forget, every time you wash your hands, make sure you clean your phone too. You also get free shipping. Wow. Our friends at Mom Fertility, obviously, hey, they're doing some great things. Uh, information, knowledge is power. And whether you're planning a family now or plan to, it's never too early to find out what you can do to make sure that if you want a family at some point in your life, 
you're being proactive and doing that. And modern fertility is making it uh, easier and more affordable, right? To find out, um, kind of get your personalized dashboards that gives you insight on how many eggs you have, your hormone levels, thyroid health, your yeah. reproductive red flags. Yeah. Intense. But hey, I don't How's it going for you, Chrissy? I mean, I finally just got mine in the mail. So I'm really excited about it. I just went online, took a short survey. They gave me some background information. And then, uh, and the cool thing was, it was like, while I was waiting for it, the entire time I kept getting emails telling me like the status of it and when it was coming. And they also linked me with a community of people in case I had any questions. So I'm excited to take it, to use it, to find out about my overall fertility health and then start a bigger conversation with my doctors. Yeah. And it's like far more affordable. So like right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash V-I-A-L-L. That's me. That means your test will cost, bam, $139 instead of the hundreds or thousands it costs at a doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Modernfertility.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Yeah, I think like his mindset is kind of like how like he felt about, you know, gay marriage and stuff, how he was able to change. Like I think in his mind, in his mind, I think he just thinks like his family is like him and like isn't like that to the core, but like maybe just had, you know. And And again, like I'm talking about respect when I'm saying it's like what you're saying is, well, he he's making excuses for them. Like if if someone's family is gonna say, Well, this new city we live in is great, except for there's too many Mexicans. That's racist, right? And if he wants to say, if he if he's willing to acknowledge that's racist, that's wrong. I'm ashamed that my family said that said that, but I love them and I want them to get to a place. I, I'm thankful I have you in my life to have. I have been ignorant. I see a little bit more. I have a ways to go. Now it's my responsibility to do that for my family. But I'm not going to make excuses for what they said. I'm going to call it what it is. And 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 then now try to make a situation better. Fine. Yeah, that's I can respect that because you're respecting the fact that he is, despite his love for his family, and no one's saying he needs to hate these people now because they're ignorant. Um, but he still needs to call it out. He can't make excuses for them. There's a you know you 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 it's not mutually exclusive. You can do both, right? Yeah. Um. And so I can respect that. I could respect if I were dating someone and I've dated people where they're, fuck, their, their parents are fucking crazy or their brother or sister are crazy. And they said some weird shit. It doesn't stop me from loving yeah. or liking my, my, my friends. But the moment they try to justify crazy and, and racism and ignorance, mm-hmm. then I, I can't put up with that. Right. Yeah. So you have, yeah, to, he's like, you yeah. have to make that clear with him, you know? And mm-hmm. is he willing? to do for them what you were willing to do for him. Yeah. You know, silence and, and, and looking the other way and making excuses is not the type of behavior that's going to bring on real progress. And sometimes it's the people who, who are closest to us. Um, for your boyfriend to continue to tell you his story of progress to his family at the risk of getting criticism from them, um, is going to go a long way with them. Some, 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 some of his family members might reject him outright. Other people might be like, you know what? That's a, you know what? I, I want I want to understand your thought process a little bit more. You're the outsider, so it's easy for them to like be like, ugh. 
Hey, he's dating some crazy chick, you know. But he's mm-hmm. their family member, right? And so he needs to take a stand, and it's on him. And if I were you, I would, uh, uh, I, I would have a hard time respecting someone who couldn't do that. Yeah. So. Yeah, because I this is like not new for me. Like I've been in a relationship kind of like this before, where it was like the same situation. And like, thankfully though, my ex like he just completely like he distanced himself from his family and was just like, yeah, they're crazy. Like, you know, and wasn't that close with them. So it made it easier. But this is like, I mean, he talks to them every other day. <laughs> Listen, that's fine too. He can call him out for being ignorant. He can call him out for being racist and he can still follow it up with, I love you. Yeah. You can, you know, you can, you can still show love. And I think that's kind of the mentality we need to love. I don't think I hate you. You voted for so-and-so, fuck you. I don't think that's the mentality. I disagree yeah. with you. I don't do that. I under, You hurt me by how you feel, but you know what? I love you. And I think that's the type of messaging we need to have, not only with our spouses and our family members, but even people we don't know. And mm-hmm. I think he needs to understand that and maybe help him there. But he does need to take a stand and he needs to not make excuses and look the other way and and say things like, well, they mean well. Like, you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Well, thank you. All right. Best of luck. I know it's tough. You're in a tough position, but you also have an opportunity and so does he. Yeah. And I'm sure everybody's kind of dealing with the whether it's friends or family or their relationship. I think yeah. everybody's kind of going through it right now. Totally. It's tough. But uh Thanks for calling. Thanks for sharing your story. Thanks for being willing to, uh, you know, do the right thing. And um, I think this is a solvable situation. It's just how you approach it. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. Thanks. You too. Bye. How's it going? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good. What's your name? My name's Aaron. I'm 26. Nice to meet you, Aaron. 26. How can I help? Okay. So my husband and I have been together for about seven years. We've been married for two um, and we have an 11 month old son, our first baby. Um, We met when I was 19. So obviously our lives have changed a lot over the time that we've been together, but um, probably what got us from the front stage to being together is that our sex life has always been really great. Um, Obviously it's taken like a pause or a backseat. at different times in our life when I was pregnant or right after we, I had our son, but it's typically been really good. And he always prioritizes my needs and, um, we communicate really well about sex. Um, and since we've had our son, like being parents has forced us to communicate even better. Um, and our sex life is probably better now than it's ever been. And there's probably nothing hotter than a great dad to a mom. So that's been great. But it's awesome. The only I'm, waiting, thing, I'm waiting for the butt. Yeah. I'm waiting there. Yeah. I'm waiting. Here we go. The only thing I have trouble with is um, you know, I don't feel like things are stagnant now, but I really want to be like sort of ahead of that. Um, so I've been trying to communicate more about like different things he might want to try or just like ways to keep our sex life the way that it is now and never letting it get sort of stale. And really the only thing he's told me is something that I'm not super excited about. So there's nothing like weird or super crazy about it. And I'm pretty open. Like I wouldn't say that I'm like a brood. Could you be, could could we use specifics? So just to make sure I'm understanding you guys were just talking about like, how can we make sure our sex life stays, you know, current, spicy, fresh. Mm -hmm. And he was like, well, how about, 
Yeah. And you were like, so what was it? So yeah, it sort of came up because like one of the things I was the most fearful of, like we got pregnant like three weeks after we got married, like very quickly and not on purpose. So I was nervous about just like having children, like meaning that we're going to be in like a sexless marriage and that's not what I ever wanted. So I asked him about it. And the only thing he brought up was, and you might be familiar with this, but there was a Sports Illustrated cover that Kate Upton was on and she was wearing like a coat with nothing underneath it. Okay. Like a, like a winter fam- coat. I'm not familiar, but sounds great. Sounds hot. Google it. It's great. <laughs> um, but she's like wearing a coat. She has nothing underneath it. And she's it's like a fur hood that's up. And Cr- he's Chrissy, like, Google this. G- Google yeah, this bring Chrissy. it up. You got to see this. Um, and uh, I didn't need to start my Monday morning, right? Yeah, no. I mean, can't go wrong, but. Anyway, so Chris, Kate Upton's looking hot and like yeah. she's, she's naked with a fur coat. I get the appeal. All right. Yes. And so that cover, I think it was like, we actually Googled it the other night together to see like what time in his life that came out. And it was like okay. when he was in college right before we met. Sure. So it's like he remembers like seeing that. And he was like, I always thought that was like super hot. And I was yeah. like, okay. Like, so like I said, nothing like super crazy or weird about it, but I'm just like, I'm not, and I'm not super turned on by it. So I'm having like a hard time getting like sort of into it. And like, you know, in a previous episode with sex with Emily, you guys talked about like men are like frying pans and women are like slow cookers. And I feel like for me, like I need to be like really into it to be able to like give him what he wants. And so I've had a hard time sort of getting like more comfortable with it. And, and I want to be able to, so that I can sort of give him what he wants um, the best way possible. So. Have you talked about things that you want? Yeah, but the thing is, like, he really does everything I want. Um, And it's hard, too, because, like I said, we have an 11-month-old, and, like, it's my first child. So, like, the way I look has changed a lot over the last, like, year. So I wouldn't say I'm, like, super confident right now. Like, I'm... I'm not like dying to go put on like some super hot lingerie or anything because I just am not as comfortable with the way I look as I used to be. Chrissy, so, bring it up on the screen. Share share your screen. <laughs> she texted. You're asking me technical stuff. Like I can do that. <laughs> Keep That's talking. Okay. I'll put it up on the screen. Um, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, listen. I you know it's. Uh, it's good. It sounds like everything's pretty good. You guys are actively, you know, aware of. I mean, the only may, really maybe thing you should like, my the criticism would be like, don't get too far ahead of yourselves. Like, don't don't stress over problems that aren't necessarily there. It sounds like overall you're happy with your sex life. That's a great thing. Um, sounds like you're aware. Like, hey, you've you had a kid recently. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Just because your husband asks you to do something doesn't require you to do it. Um, and like, listen, he's planted the seed of something he finds attractive. Um, maybe someday. Okay, yeah, she looks neat. I mean, it is just a. I don't know. Like, if one day you can't come out of the bathroom and you're wearing a winter coat and a swimsuit bottom. To be honest, like I, I have found that like like young men, especially from like college, they fantasize about things. Like I remember 
you know, you watch like porn or something and all of a sudden you're like, you see some porn or using whipped cream and all of a sudden your first girlfriend, you're like, we should use whipped cream. And then you use whipped cream and you're just like, it's just like fucking sticky and weird. And this kind of like just made everything awkward. But hey, we tried it, you know, like I find that happens a lot, especially with like probably men and women, but uh, certainly with men about some of the things they see, whether it's in porn or movies or 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 things that they think are supposed to make it hot or sexy, then it could just be you're doing it wrong, right? Um, You know, people have seen like hot wax with candles. Maybe that could be really hot if done correctly. Also, I can really imagine how you can fuck that up real quickly. And it can like just kind of ruin, like if you, especially if you have good sex, right? Like I remember the, like my first girlfriend, we like I, I was obsessed with her. Like I loved having sex with her, right? Like I had no complaints, you know, you know, so as long as she wanted to have sex with me, I was a happy camper. So the fact that I'm just like bringing up this whole like whipped cream idea was just kind of like, Ooh, what else can we do? You know? And then we did it and I was just like, okay, well, let's just, ugh, God, we're sticky. We're, you know, it was, I only bring that up because like, I mean, like this thing is not that big of a deal. Like you said, it's not, and I'm not saying it be like, it's not a big deal. You should do it, but it sounds like you're kind of, you're probably both hyping it up more than it needs to be. And listen, if you're not feeling your most confident about yourself, uh, don't do it right now. Plant that seed. You know, it's there someday, maybe even a year from now or six months or whenever it is on his birthday, you put on a fucking winter coat, you walk out, you're just like, ha, ah, and he's just like, oh, cool. That's hot. Great. And then, and then you have sex and you take the coat off and like, I don't know. Like, I think maybe part of it is like, because it is like, like the whole fantasy is based on this model wearing that. Do are you, know you afraid I mean? he's going to be thinking about Kate Upton? I'm just afraid of the comparison. Um, I mean, she is probably the, I mean, is that she like, is his... like the epitome of his type? Well, I mean, you have a, Kate Upton look to you. Oh my you know? god! Well, thanks, but <laughs> I mean, listen, you you you're you're blonde and you got bluish eyes. I don't even know if Kate Upton has blue eyes. Um, if if that's the epitome of his type, it makes sense that you guys are married. Like, I mean, that's a good thing. You have like, um, yeah, I don't think you look too far off. I mean, it's listen, like, don't. Uh, I don't know if your husband is totally obsessing over it sounds like the way you're describing it it's so a totally reasonable crush he had on a on a super hot uh, model when he was in college and um it's probably less about kate upton like i i don't i'm not getting the sense that he's trying to like uh figure out the closest way he can have sex with kate upton without you know what i'm saying like i don't think that's it like you can be a guy and like a look or a, I don't, I don't think you have to worry about him like this becoming some weird fetish or anything like that. So from your point, um, if you decide you want to do it, do it, but don't let all these other, it seems like you're like creating a lot of other thoughts in your head of like, well, I'm not Kate Upton. Uh, I won't look like Kate Upton. I'm going to disappoint it. Like I won't turn him on. I feel silly. And listen, if you don't, I've said this before, like, listen, a guy wearing a pink shirt can be a really great look, but if he's uncomfortable and he's like, oh, I don't feel like it, then you're going to look like that when you wear a pink t-shirt or, or a dress shirt. 
If you're a guy that's like, oh, damn, I really pulled this off. I look fucking hot. You're going to look hot, you know? So you have to feel confident doing it. Otherwise, it is going to be kind of like, Ugh, like I'm, you know, like you, you won't yeah. have, you won't that's have exactly her. how I feel. Like I'm nervous about it. Like, like that I can't really sell it the way I want to because I'm nuts, not as in it. So, so don't do it yet right now. You can always like, listen, you can literally do that whenever. Um, yeah. Um, uh, so don't stress about it. It's great in a relationship to be mindful of the things that you guys that turn each other on, to be willing to do it for the other person. You have these ongoing conversations um, but you don't have to do everything, you know? Um, and he, you know, sounds like he is an understanding guy right now. It's just not, you know, let him plant that seed. Thanks for letting me know. Someday I'll surprise you. I don't know when that is. You know, maybe yeah. that's when you, on your 40th birthday or some shit. I don't know. So, so then like a follow-up question would be, I, I'm definitely the more dominant personality like in our life and in our sex life. I'm uh -huh. just, he's a little bit more like chill or laid back than I am. And um, so sometimes I find it hard, like we communicate really well, but we communicate about the existing parts of our sex life. And so like in asking him those things, I'm like, I don't want to sort of skip over this thing he's already told me, but like continuing to ask those things because like the, the whole Kate Upton coat thing is not going to last forever. So like having continued conversations about like, okay, is there anything else or like ways that I could ask him or sort of like pull that out of him a little bit more without being too sort of like overbearing or dominant? Well, I guess, what do you mean? Like so like, I know that sometimes like my family and my, I mean, I'm in marketing, but my family jokes that I should have been a lawyer because I'm so like, uh, I don't know, like on it with my words and just like, I know he can be sure. intimidated by that. By you specifically, by your, just because he knows that he's not as like, and I don't mean this to be like, um, you know, to put him down anyway, but he's not quite as articulate. And he is very like internal and he just has a, he needs a little bit of time to sort of think over like the things that he wants to say and, and, and um, sort of lay them out in a way that he can convey it clearly. Okay. So I know he can be sort of like, he feels like in a conversation with me, he sort of has to answer me right away. Um, and so I try to sort of sometimes be like, you know what, think about it. And like, I'm going to go change the laundry or whatever. And we can talk about it in a second and try to give him time because I know that he can be sort of like intimidated by having that kind of a conversation with me because I'm sort of intense and like on it with an articulate. So I mean, basically what do you, I guess I'm trying to figure out what you're trying to say. And is I'm, I'm sensing that, okay, listen, you have a big personality. You're the one who's kind of driving conversations mm -hmm. in all aspects of your relationship, including the bedroom. And it sounds like, you want him to come up with ideas like you don't want to ask him to choke you. You want him to want to choke you kind of thing. Like you want to want to do the dishes. Is that. I just want him like I think I would feel more compelled to do things that he was into if he was like if I didn't have to start the conversation, if he would just be like, listen, I was thinking about this or like, oh, my gosh, I was thinking about, you know, when I was in college, I saw this like cover and I thought that was really hot and whatever. But like rather than me having to sort of like draw it out of him, it makes me feel like he's like actually not that into it. And I'm just forcing him to come up with sure. something different. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. You want him to want to choke you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Maybe not that, but. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. Um, but yes, you want him to, 
I get that, right? But I don't know. To a certain degree, this is who he is, right? Mm-hmm. It sounds like this is a personality trait of he's a more of a quiet, content kind of guy. Uh, mm-hmm. So whether it's your sex life or uh, parenting or whatever, uh, there's a reason why you guys ended up together. It sounds like you guys are happy in your relationship. Overall, the dynamic works. Um, you're going to have to be a little bit patient with him totally changing. I mean, I'm assuming you've communicated this with him. Mm-hmm. You can only, yeah, you can only like at some point if you want you, you know, like I want you to want to do the dishes at some point. He's just like, do you want me to do the dishes or do you like, I'm not like, I'll do the fucking dishes, but like, you know, yeah. taking initiative is with certain people who aren't good at that. It's just, you're only going to get so far. You know, um, just keep communicating, you know, just keep talking to them. Um, and just drink a bottle of wine and do it. <laughs> yeah. But courage. like in terms of you're going to have to get out of your head a little bit about like, well, does he really want to do this? You know, like, you know, I mean, just it sit probably back. has more to do with my own insecurities. Like just because of the way. I sure. Think. I'm just saying like if. It sounds like he's willing to do the things that you ask him to do. That's a great thing. Um, would it be nice if he comes up with things on his own? Sure, but like, you know, pick your poison. Um, but uh, yeah, being the dominant personality that you have, you're going to have a tendency of creating problems that don't exist. You're, you're, you like being in control, so you're trying to control the unpredictable. You're trying to control the future. You're trying to get ahead of it. You're trying to do all these things. It's all, and that can be all very beneficial. That can be a positive thing, but you have to police yourself and check yourself to not create situations that aren't there and stress about situations that could happen that don't happen and then accept the things that, that you can't control um and appreciate your husband for who he is because that's what makes him who he is and all the things that you're very happy about your relationship his personality is playing a role into that you know you're never going to find the perfect person you know um my guess is someone who uh, is a little bit more of a personality that at times i think you would really appreciate overall might get annoying for you because you probably like being in control and it works for your dynamic yeah so. you're right so that's my overall um, feedback is just enjoy what you have someday when you feel confident, do the coat thing or not. But um, I wouldn't overthink that either. You know, just put in a damn coat and, uh, you know, my, my, my guess is it'll turn in like the whipped cream. It's like, okay, that was cool. You looked great. And also if, if it ends up not being the greatest thing of all time, it is not because you're not Kate Upton. It's just because all it is is a fucking winter coat, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, it's, true. All right. Well, thank you for calling. Uh, you're going to be fine. This is, you're going to be totally fine. It sounds, it sounds like you have a lot, you have a lot to be, a lot to be thankful for. I do. So, all right. Well, good luck. How's it going? Good. Thanks. How are you? Good. What's your name? My name's Danielle. I'm 26. Hi, Danielle, 26. How can I help? Okay, so um, I have been dating my boyfriend for a little over two years now, and he has always had trouble like opening up and being vulnerable, um, which, yeah, whatever. But just recently, um, our sex life has felt like a little bit off. Um, we only see each other really on the weekends because our work schedule is so opposite. 
And like, even then I feel like I'm always the one initiating it. Um, and I've tried to talk to him about how, like, I wish he would initiate it with me sometimes. And he like, he's always like, well, like, I feel like you don't really want it. So like, I'll just wait for you to initiate, which I don't like. Um, but anyways, just recently, um, he was telling me that like, he really wants to do more kinky stuff and try new things in bed, which, um, you know, I was all for, I'm like, yeah, I'll try anything. Like we can experiment. We can talk about whatever. Um, but then he brought up wanting to have a threesome, which is something we've actually talked about before, something I'm interested in. But I told him just because of my like insecurity and like jealousy issues, it would have to be with somebody kind of like a stranger who we'd never have to see again, which I don't think it's that big of an ask. And so this time he brought up wanting to have a threesome with my best friend, actually. When you um, say this time. Like this you... time we, we talked about it because we've talked about it in the past. But gotcha. Okay. This time when he brought it up, he wanted he's like, to. He's like, yeah, okay. Like stranger, that's that's fine. But also like, have you considered your best friend? Yeah, <laughs> like <that>? right. Like... <laughs> exactly. So that's okay. why I'm like, what? Uh, so I was like, that's disrespectful. I felt disrespected, uh, especially because. This was girl. was was he was this like on a Sunday morning? Was it a drunk thing? Um, yeah, he we were drinking. He was a little bit more drunk than I was. And actually, that morning I had been like at the lake with this friend, and so we had taken pictures in our bikinis. So, like I don't know if he saw that and it, like triggered it inside of him or something. But um, <laughs> I mean, I I doubt it, but um. <laughs> Are you in like, not that this matters, but like your friend, like, I mean, do you feel insecure in general next to her in terms of like, or she's just like another pretty girl or like, is this some, not that, not like, not that this necessarily, I'm just kind of curious per se in terms of like where your head is at with your friend now that he's said this. So that's the thing. Like before I started dating my boyfriend, this friend was kind of the girl who would steal the attention from guys like there were several yeah. occasions where I would be like oh I have a crush on this guy and then she'd be like cool and then sure. go directly to that guy specifically and flirt with gotcha. him and I was like yeah, yeah. whatever so there's but, something there yes yeah and and my boyfriend knows that like I've told him he might have forgotten but the fact that he brought that up was like Ooh, you know now I'm like does he want to have sex with me? now I feel like just so insecure about the whole situation and like Am I making a bigger deal out of it than I should or like? No, I guess. So where are you at now? Like, what's your, what's your overall question? Because like the obvious answer is like, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess, uh, cause, cause when we had that conversation talked about, like I was starting to get mad, but I was trying not to ruin an otherwise good day. And so we didn't really. <laughs> it's very understanding it. of you. Uh, well, I mean, like. I don't know. Cause he, it was the first time he'd opened up about other stuff too. So I didn't want to like completely reject it and make him close up again, you know? Cause. Oh, I'm cu- uh, curious, like not to tease your boyfriend, but this whole, like, you're like, Oh, you know, so my boyfriend has a hard time opening up and expressing himself. He also asked to have a threesome with my best friend. Like those two sound very contradictory of each, of each other. So like this person who you say has a hard time opening up, I'm, having a hard time buying that he it's all that hard for him other than like the average guys is not good at like writing poems. 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, so, well, I don't know because I've tried to ask him about what he likes in the past and he's like, oh, no, whatever. And so I don't know if it was just because he was drunk and he was finally like, oh, I'm interested in this and this and this. And also like, I, I don't know. That's why I didn't know if it was weird or if I was, if that's just what, how guys think because I know guys and girls think differently. Well, listen, <laughs> a, a, a couple things. There's like a little, couple little layers here. Um, like it, it's super weird that he asked to have a threesome with your best friend in general. It's extra weird that you already said, listen, like I'm open to it, but like it, I, I want it to be a stranger, which I think is a pretty common thought. Yeah. Um, and so that, that is weird at this, just not, I'm not defending his choice to say that I'm if from a guy's point of view, I can assure you that uh, there could be things of like, my guess is like, Here's what usually happens, right? Especially in a couple situation when they're like, should we have a threesome, you know? And you're like, oh, maybe, you know, I'm into it. And then you're like, well, I just... And so every guy is kind of like, well, do you have a friend who wants me to fuck them? Because like, I don't know any girls I could just walk up to and be like, hey, do you want to fuck me and my girlfriend? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, so as, as soon as this like couple who's having this conversation about like, do we do this kind of crazy thing? The very next question that couples ask each other or themselves in their head is like, well, who's that other person? Right. Right. And the average person who's like just di dipping their toes in the water of the threesome doesn't have like a pool of people, especially people they don't know, um, mm -hmm. to have sex with, right? right. So it's kind of like this default of like, oh, yeah, no, I heard you about the whole like, I don't want you to know them thing, but I still want to do this threesome thing. But like, who's the friend of yours who I think would be the kinkiest who might be down? <laughs> And I'd be willing to bet that was his train of thought more than this fact that like maybe he saw a picture of you two in a bikini and he thought to himself, I have to have sex with her. <laughs> I'm obsessed now. Like I'm I'm willing to bet it was more the former than the latter. Okay. It was just more of a like him trying to figure out, okay, this sounds fun. She's on board. Maybe we can do this. I don't know who to ask, you know? And like... He's just probably hoping like maybe you'll come around and she'll just be kinky enough as opposed to him being like, do we just like go to the bars and walk up to a stranger and be like, hey, do you guys want to do you want to have sex with the two of us? Because quite honestly, like, I think if you guys go down that path, you kind of have to be open to doing that. Right. You like, you know what I'm saying? Like, think yeah. about what it means to like invite a threesome into a relationship. I don't, I've never done that, right? Have I had conversations with girlfriends similar to you that's kind of sometimes just fun to talk about, to just, sometimes you're just acknowledging that you're like, hey, listen, I'm not as much of a prude as I even think I might be, but like, I'm down. And then that's just kind of fun and invigorating even to say. Yeah. But it's quite another thing to actually go down that path. I think most people, if they've ever had a threesome, it's kind of in this in experimental point in their life where like everyone's single. You go out, you go to a party, you're just like, hey, we're here. Should we kind of get weird? You know? And that's a lot easier when it's like in the moment, right? Yeah. In a relationship, it's really tricky, you know? I mean, we're not even getting into the part of like, you have no idea whether it's your friend or a stranger, how this right. is going to affect your relationship. And you're going to, you're naive to think that it won't. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I'm not saying good or bad, but for someone who openly admits that they struggle with insecurity and jealousy issues, 
I'm not sure a threesome with a boyfriend is the right idea. Yeah. You know, it's what you like, listen, it's, it's, I, I've said this last week. Relationships are great. They're awesome. A lot of benefits that come with them. They are also like to be in a relationship means you have to give up things. And sometimes that means, you know, hooking up with other people. Now, again, you can choose to be a swinger. You can choose to have being an open relationship and that's fine, but not everyone's made for that. Yeah. Right. So you might have to make a choice on, you know, your boyfriend and you. It's just like, am I still in this experimental part of my life where there's things I want to try? Um, or do I want to be in a relationship? You don't strike me as someone who's at the point in their life who would successfully have a threesome with anyone and a boyfriend and have that like not fuck you up a little bit in the relationship. Yeah. You know well, what I'm like, the weird thing too, because I like kind of was talking to him about it and uh, like he was saying, oh, he didn't actually want to like have sex with her. He just wanted her to be involved like with me while he had sex with me. Sure. Which, you know, like. I want her to watch. Yeah, I get it. You know. <laughs> I don't know. I guess, like, like, listen, there's a lot of layers when it comes to kinkiness, right? Right. That, right. And he, I felt like for me, I was like, yeah, we can do like this and then try that and then try that and then try that. But he was like, okay, we opened it up. Now we're going to go straight to the end. Wait. Uh, yeah. Listen, talk, have you talked to him about this? Not really. I'm like afraid to because I don't want him to close up, I guess, again. Because like since then... We- Listen, a couple of things. Listen, you, you're you're not as like emotional babysitter, right? I get that you want to be this like sympathetic girlfriend and you don't want to encourage him to open up and then criticize him for doing so once he does. But like he is an adult, right? So he can handle a little bit of criticism. And if he is so emotionally like detached for like he, he like he's got to be pampered all the way through just to like open up, like then he's not ready to be in a, an emotionally adult relationship. And he, again, is certainly not capable of doing something like having a threesome in a relationship and having the emotional maturity to, to discuss those things. I mean, if you're going to have a threesome when in a committed relationship, two, these two people in this relationship need to be very much communicative and open and express themselves. They need to be able to say how things make them feel and vice versa. And some of those things that come out of their mouth might cause the other person to get defensive, right? And that's okay. And then you say, okay, let's talk about it. That I may, you know what I'm saying? Like the way you're describing your relationship is like you're you're moving him along and you you want you're encouraging him to speak up. He's not good at it. And I'm, that's fine if he's not, but then you guys aren't ready to take the next step in some of these other areas. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know what the analogy is here, but like uh it's like you guys want to go racing, but his car's not he's he's driving a minivan, you know? Like it's <laughs> he's just not ready to like put the foot on the gas, you know? It's like he's not ready to, you know, hug those corners. Um, so yeah, I uh but in in this situation, you need to be able to talk to him about this, right? Yeah. Just just because he's not good at communicating and just because he's trying, you still have the right to say, listen, I'm Thanks for sharing, but also that bothered me and I'm not trying to make you feel bad, but like, this is how this makes me feel. Um, you have a right to say that. Um, once again, 
that's a non-starter for me. So I just want to like politely end that discussion about my other friend. And like, I didn't, I wasn't just saying it. So like, and he might say, well, like, I don't know who to ask, you know? So like, I thought maybe she would be down, you know? I, I don't think you should stress. I don't, don't creating your head. Like I said, like, like this friend might be not one of those great friends. Like, Everyone has these friends. So you're going to have to evaluate your friendship and maybe this will bring up a wound about the type of actual friendship you have with this girl. Yeah. I don't think your comment by your boyfriend um, should create this like obsession about does he really want to have sex with her or not. I, it's not about that. I'm okay. confident in saying that. Okay. I'm, I'm almost certain it has to do with he doesn't know who else to ask. Okay. And uh, he, he's thinking she's the kinkiest of your friends. <laughs> Yeah. I'm certain. I'm like 99% sure that's it. Okay. Um, yeah. So. Well, that's a big relief right there. You know, <laughs> just hearing that from like an unbiased male side. But. Because, okay. uh, yeah, it sounds like, you know, she's good looking. Right. And as a guy, we are simple creatures. We don't even have to like you to want to have sex with you as a person. You know. He doesn't <laughs> like her. <laughs> yeah. That, and again. Yeah, men are, we're, you know, we're not the, the best things ever, you know, but we don't, we we don't have to like hanging out with you to necessarily want to see you naked. Um, and that's just. It's just truth. It's just the <laughs> ugly side of our simplicity sometimes. Hopefully that was helpful. It was. Thank you. How's it going? Hi. Hi. What's so, name? my name is Emily. I am 21, and my boyfriend is 25. All right, a pro. How can I help? So, here's a little backstory. We moved in together at the beginning of April, kind of at the beginning of the coronavirus, and we have sex almost every day. Um, even after like two days apart, we like to do it very often. Great. And awesome. I feel like we both have a high drive for it and both our needs are being met. So my only issue is one day I had gone for maybe like an hour and I had came back and he had told me that he rubbed one out, which I don't really care. I know that it's normal. I masturbate too. That's okay. But it was the fact that he waited for me to leave and he knows I'm down for it. I would have done it before I left or the hour after I came back. Um, he's very comfortable with it, obviously, because he told me about it. I just didn't think he would know how it actually affected me. I acted like I was fine and that it didn't really matter. But I was hurt that he would rather do that than have sex with me. Um, I don't think it's a big deal, to be honest. I'm, I'm kind of team your boyfriend here. Yeah. Um, I only say that because listen, I've I've been in relationships like this and 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 it happens and it comes up and it's kind of a tricky conversation. I think mm -hmm. your ego's a little bruised. I get it, right? Um I think especially you know, I've mentioned this before, and I don't know if this is the case for everyone, but I think a lot of stereotypes when it comes to men and women, it's just like Guys are the horny guys who are just like always down to have sex whenever. So, mm -hmm. um, have you ever turned like my guess? One question: Have you ever turned them down for sex ever? Have you ever been like, "I'm not in the mood"? Ever? 
Not I've once? Never. No. Uh, well, you are a unicorn. Uh, I've never. I, that's the thing. I know I'm a little different. And I like I've told him that I'm not like most girls. Maybe it's because my young age. But like. I'm just saying, yeah. Okay. Well, I only point that out because, like, sometimes women do, and 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 that seems to be a norm, socially acceptable thing. It's just like you know, you're not always in the mood. Yeah. And I think a lot of women assume that guys always are, and they're just walking hornballs, right? So that if a guy is dating a girl and he's just like might not be in the mood, they seem to be more offended by that than if it was the other way around. Because it's like, wait, like you're a walking sex robot. Like, what do you mean you don't want to have sex? So if you don't want yeah. to have sex right now, is it me? Like you, you know, um, I think if, for example, like women seem to be more frustrated if a guy doesn't climax when having sex than if a guy, if a girl doesn't climax. Like, in fact, guys don't seem to give enough of shits, right? But also it's a little more obvious when a guy climax and then if a guy doesn't for whatever reason, I, I find that like women internalize it more. It's just like, well, what did I do wrong? Is it me? Are you not attracted to me? Et cetera, et cetera. So I only say that where it's just like this idea that he could have had sex with you but chose to masturbate. I mean... It's not really about you. I mean, you can make it about you. You can start thinking, well, why did he want to do that? I don't know. Maybe we all just like to hang out with ourselves sometimes, you know? And, you know, who knows? Maybe, I don't know, maybe he watched some porn. I don't know. Maybe, like, listen, if it's about, if, if you're worried about him thinking about someone else or whatever, he can do that while you're having, he's having sex with you. So, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not saying he's doing that, but the guy just rubbed one out when you weren't there. And yeah. masturbating is different too. than having sex. You know what I'm saying? It's not the same experience. Yeah. My thing is too, though, if he does masturbate, then he doesn't want to have sex later or he won't finish or doesn't feel the same. Okay. So then I'm kind of, then I but, feel like I'm gypped out, you know? Sure. But you're getting a little greedy here, unless I'm hearing you wrong you're still having pretty consistent sex like if you were calling up and said hey listen my boyfriend jerks off all the time we have sex once a week maybe maybe every other week but i know he's masturbating multiple times a week then i would uh, i'd be totally i would totally empathize with you i'm like wow like there's a disconnect there like that's fine if he wants to masturbate he doesn't have to have sex with you every time you want to have sex but there seems to be a disproportionate amount of times he's masturbating to the time he's willing to have sex with you. I would, but that doesn't seem to be the case. It seems yeah. like you're having regular sex uh, almost on a daily basis. That is definitely above the average. And if yeah. once in a while he opts to like, you know, masturbate at the risk of not wanting to have sex with you four hours later because like he's still like filling up the old tank, then I don't think that's something for you to really stress about too much. Yeah, I guess that is like the insecure part of me too, thinking, oh, so it must feel better when you do it than rather having sex with me. I mean, it's not, you know, I'm sure you've seen friends. It's not better. It's different. You know, it's. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, it's, I don't, I don't know what it's like to be a woman and masturbate, but I'm assuming there's aspects of it that are like, no one knows you better than you, you know? And sometimes. Yeah. I mean, to be totally frank, like. It can be just like a stress reliever. And while sex is fun and sex is great, there is a 
implied pressure of making sure your partner is okay, you know, to be a good partner and be a good sexual partner, you need to be focused on your partner. You don't want to have a partner who's just thinking about getting off. And sometimes there's simplicity and just rubbing one out, you know, honestly, yeah. sometimes it's like, oh God, I'm just like, I got a headache. I just need to fucking stress out. Like I need a, I need a, and it could be that simple for guys. So yeah, don't create it to be like, he's fulfilling some great sexual fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, he just maybe needs a little, maybe needs a little me time. Yeah, and and unless your sex life takes a drastic dip in terms of like the amount of you having sex, I think this is definitely not a problem. And more, you know, it's good that you're addressing that it makes you feel a certain way. There's nothing wrong with that. You have the right to feel however you want, but try to not create it into something it's not. And 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 I've been there. I've had like. These are fights that happen. I'm glad you called because like, I think a lot of young couples will spend a lot of time arguing about this topic and it creates a lot of arguments that aren't necessary. Yeah. And I'm not like oblivious to the fact that it's normal. I get that. Like I do it too. Sometimes if he's gone, um, I did bring it up to him too. And we talked about it. And of course he said it was nothing to do with me and just felt good sometimes. And, True. Tried that's to a, reassure me, but that's an honest answer, and there's not much more he can yeah. say. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Again, if if unless it drastically changes, um, then I wouldn't. Because and you could do that if you make it if you're if you're nag at this and make him feel guilty about it, he'll start resenting you for it, and that might yeah. affect his willingness and attraction to have sex with you. I mean, one of the biggest yeah. turnoffs for a guy to have sex with anyone is to just be ridiculed and nagged at. Uh, and I'm not saying you're doing that, but yeah. especially for things that like they don't want to feel guilty about or should. Yeah. You know? It's I get like, frustrated at myself too for feeling this way because I know I shouldn't, but it still just bothers me. Think about it. Like no one wants to be told what to do with their body, right? And yeah. sometimes as simple as just like, oh, and I'm not allowed to like touch my dick. You know what I'm saying? Like, and yeah. God forbid, like he shouldn't be telling you to not touch yourself if you want to do that, you know? And sometimes it's that simple. Yeah. And again, if it was an actual issue, you'd have a right to bring it up, but there's, there's not. A, so, um, yeah, it's a, it's a you thing and you just have to process that. Um, yeah. And it's Okay. You know, everyone's there. We all have our insecurities. But just because you're insecure about something doesn't mean that the other person's wrong. It might be doing, you, know, you just might be need to address something. And yeah. it's good to talk about it. It's nice that you guys are doing that, that these are all positive things you're doing to process these emotions because the alternative could just be like getting super defensive and accusatory and telling him he's wrong and, and saying things like, none of my friends do that. And ew, you're gross. And like, and, and, and people will do that. I've been in relationships where they were like, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm doing anything wrong, but you're making me feel like a monster, you know? Yeah. So. So do you think it's like common for guys to do it a lot? Even masturbate? When sexually, even when they're sexually <laughs> active. I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, guys don't ever, I don't care what relationship you're in, how hot you think your girlfriend is, how sexually like, um, uh, how freaky you guys are as a couple. Guys will always have a desire to masturbate at some level, 100%. Yeah. 
I'm not speaking for every guy. There's always outliers. So I don't want to be like, well, my boyfriend, like, but yes, overall, totally normal. Okay. So you have truly nothing to worry about. He's not lying when he says it's not about you and you saw, and you're still having sex on a regular basis. Yeah. So, and if he didn't want to have sex with you, you would notice. Yeah. All right. You're going to be fine. This is a great, no, this is great. Like, again, this is very relatable. And I think it's something that young couples struggle with, like the expectation versus reality of what it means to be desirable to your partner or, or in love. And, and we like to, we, we hold ourselves to sometimes unobtainable standards in relationships for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, all right. All right. Well, thank you guys. All right. All right. Thanks for calling. I really appreciate it. Well, guys, thank you again so much for listening. Um, another fun episode. I don't know. Uh, what were our takeaways? Don't be racist. Uh, you can still, you know what? If you have a family member who's ignorant or racist, you can still love them as a human being and as a family member, and you yeah. can still hold them accountable. Um, and uh, I think that's a, a really kind of important takeaway. Uh, also, like, don't have threesomes if you're super fucking jealous. <laughs> also... <laughs> Masturbating's fine. Masturbating's fine. Just, just masturbating's like, ma- great. And yeah. also whipped cream is sticky. R- whipped cream is sticky. Sticky. <laughs> I mean, uh, all the bases <laughs> covered on this one. <laughs> whipped cream is sticky is definitely going to be the the title for this episode. Um, <laughs> anyways, guys, oh, always appreciate you listening. Um, don't forget to check us out for our uh, recap of uh, Caitlin's season, of which I think I'm unfortunately a big part of. Uh, <laughs> they they uh, they teased this big revelation, um, which they sometimes do. I just talk about my hair routine. Don't forget to send your questions to asknickacastme.com, cast with a K. And until then, we will see you tomorrow. <laughs>